you know, take a post you've posted before, tweak the content slightly, put a different picture, don't put a different picture, it doesn't really matter. It's cliche, but you do have to work smarter, not harder. And this is only a measure. It can only get better. It can only get better. If you're seeing through a single eye, you're missing half of what this world looks like. And I see that only feels half tight. There is more, and I know that it's yours and mine. Welcome to the Video Made Simple podcast. I'm so excited to be back. It's been a little couple of weeks since I did a recording and a lot has been going on this year. If you haven't realized by now through uh, previous podcasts and whatnot, there's been a lot going on about a little incident back in March. Well, let's not underplay it. It was a pretty significant incident. In fact, it's what's shaped me and why, the, why I'm getting uh, Marianne to come on and have a bit of a chat about social media with us today. Marianne, you can step in at any point where you feel comfortable. But yes, my near-death experience in, in March spawned on a whole series of activities that uh, is changing the business, changing me personally and doing um, amazing things for for. Um, for for both personal and business, it's been exciting times. Starting with the um, exit of my business partner, um, which which again was a direct result of me saying, you know what, I don't think I'm happy anymore doing like <laughs> you know all of this work and and not being happy. And and he just went, oh, okay, I'm 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 going. See ya. Um, and so <laughs> the the contract is signed. Well. I think it is signed and handing over bank accounts on on Friday. So it's a full on, it's a full on thing at the moment. Taking control Huge. of a company, and realizing shit, I'm in control of everything. I'm in control of uh, the the cost of the business, the expenses, the way I'm marketing myself, the way I'm selling, the way I'm doing. I'm now the head honcho. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yes, and and my wife constantly reminds me. Be careful what you're saying, the way mm. you, the language that you're using. And so, for me, even acknowledging, oh, it's a, it's it's a threatening time, it's a risky time. No, it's exciting. And actually, we've mm. actually flip it around and look at the positives here. You know, it's not like I'm new to business. I've been going for 21 years. This is fucking where I'm supposed to be right now. And so. Why am I talking about this? Well, because you might have heard me talking in the past about Christine, our wonderful social media uh, staff member here, and one of the she got on the chopping block, unfortunately, and, she, and I had to let her go. Purely a financial decision, and mm. it was very sad to to see her go. And I wanted to do everything I could to to make sure that she got into the right hands because we trained her and and got her up to speed, and she's very proficient with regards to social media and doing uh, engineering the podcast and doing all the work around this that's now me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so hence why I haven't been on for a couple of weeks and, you know, I'm likely to dial this back a little bit as well um, because I, I have, you know, underestimated to a certain degree the amount of effort that goes into mm. social and into all these marketing activities. You know, I haven't had to do it myself for so long, but I needed to take this time to give it a whole facelift and to realize that the organic posting that we've been doing was fine for visibility, mm. but didn't seem to be giving us any real 
result. Like the lead flow was ads. It was predictable and is predictable and it's exciting because these are really high transactional, high worth opportunities that are coming our way. Just cannot seem to get that same level of mm. desire happening from organic posting. So I thought Mary Ann mm. is the perfect person to have on this show. I've I've given you a deep level introduction there, Mary Ann. Please um, <laughs> just give us a bit of an idea, you know, give the, the listeners a bit of an idea where we met and uh, I've gone on your show and had a bit of a chat with your podcast. Give it to us, baby. Give it, give us everything and I'll shut up for a minute. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Well, we met through the Growth Summit, which is really exciting. We were panellists together, I think, on an AI, humanising AI type topic, and we were panels of three, and then we lost one quite early on, and you and I just had a great chat through that, and I think, um, yeah, we have had a great connection, and, and then I was really excited to have you on my podcast a few weeks ago, and yeah, really excited to come here today and talk about social media, and even in that introduction, you've covered you know, so much and giving me so many thoughts. I think, um, you know, kicking off the bat, I think we all underestimate how much work goes into social media. I think that it is, especially for us older folk, you know, it sort of came in as the, the non-serious form of marketing or, you know, the amount of times I've been told, oh, no, I'm going to give my social media to my daughter's friend, you know, and you think, oh, my God, like what, like some 15-year-old, <laughs> oh, my, my son is really good on YouTube, so he's going to do our Instagram, you know, and it, mm. it kind of gets this not necessary, especially again, I think from the, you know, the older generations, because we didn't grow up with it. And when it came in, it was really about, you know, entertaining, entertaining teenagers. And there's this real, I don't know, it's almost like the poor cousin. Nobody thinks it needs much. Um, but then when you, you know, when you dive into it and, and I think for someone like me, who's so data driven, it's a highly analytical area and you can not just, you know, mm. need a lot of time to create, but you need a lot of time to analyze and you need a lot of time to draw learnings. And I think that's where those, I guess, more experienced resources or, you know, even yourself upskilling in those areas, you do kind of need to deep dive. And, and I think what you touched on is such a great point because the other side of it is we, we kind of put stuff up on social media, but we don't go back and check, you know, is it working? Why isn't it working? Um, what, you know, what can I do to improve it? Or, or what are the posts that go really well? How can I get more of those? You know, that, that's kind of our approach when we look at it. I think, um, in terms of leads, you know, social media, has shifted. You know, I've, I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been in digital for about 15 years now. So I like to say I'm the, you know, elder, elder millennial grandmother of digital marketing. And when I started in digital marketing, there was no ads, number one. And you could post a cat meme and every man and his dog would comment, share, uh, like, you know, we, we, people would comment with their life story against every mm. single post or, you know, yeah. I love this post so much. It really resonates with me. Now you're lucky to get, you know, an emoji, uh, or, or for someone to click the like button because we're, I guess we're a little bit worn out of all the content and the novelty mm. factor has mm. worn off. The, the dawn of ads certainly in some way took away some of the power of organic and it's not always the content that you're posting either that's not resonating in that same way as the ads it's actually the visibility 
and, you know, what What we really talk about, what I really talk about, to be successful on social media, unfortunately, you have to be consistent. And that consistency means posting, you know, five times a week, every single week. And, and for some people, that feels like noise in the market. And I don't want to just, mm. you know, create for the sake of creating. But without that volume and that consistency, the algorithm can't learn from you. And then you get yeah. limited to how far you get pushed out. Right. So, so yeah, and then then it comes down to if if you believe that it's noise, mm. because it's just shit content, and you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, my social media person told me to make sure I publish every single day, and it's like a headshot <laughs> of them fucking, you know, at some bloody you know cocktail party. It's like what the <laughs> fucking do, you know? It's like oh, one hundred percent. How do you how do you cut through? Because uh, yeah, I mean, look, this is obviously changing a lot, and and on different platforms, and I think the the Maybe yeah. the platforms are starting to be recognised for different things. Like mm. um, my wife plays heavily on Instagram and yeah. I've seen her journey in the last, you know, three months go from zero really posting to, to something that is t- is a- taking her a lot of time and she's yeah. giving it a lot of care, really yeah. specific, detailed text-based descriptions that go along with her videos on Mm. Insta and and whatnot. And I'm going, well, you know, I'm very, very closely attentive to what she's doing and and hence why I needed to tell my story in in those that series of videos because I just have probably come through a realisation based on gut instinct, not so much on Mm. data, that what we've been doing is not delivering the results that Mm. we would like and that – you know, talking at people mm. on social rather than trying to c- converse and trying to be be in the community, I think has been part of the reason. You know, because yeah. that takes time. That takes time no, and energy totally. to really th- to to write a non chat GPT thought provoking <laughs> response that <laughs> that is that is going to get uh, attract uh, attention. You know, yeah. Um, and and the desire the the I think the priorities is are, are wrong as well. It's like oh well, I want like fucking everybody going ape shit over my content. Well, you know, is that the goal? And and do you find yeah. like a lot of people come in at that angle as well? One hundred percent. I think you know. Even just hearing you then, the first the first step is foundations, is strategy. I mean, I spent probably like the first 10 years of my career as a, you know, standard marketer before digital marketing. And it's all about the foundations of marketing. And I think that the consumer in terms of the consumer journey is what it always was. It's just the mediums that are different. And what a lot of people miss is that strategic step. So to your point, you know, coming in saying, oh, we we just want to go viral or we just want, um, you know, we want tons of engagement. That's only relevant if it's with the right people. If you go viral globally, but you can only service Petersham, what's the point? So what you need to start with is your foundations of, you know, who's my ideal client? Who am I trying to talk to? To your point, what social media channel are they on? You know, people get hooked on channels because, again, noise in the market, chats at the barbecue on the weekend, what everybody says you should be doing. 
if you're on Instagram, but you've got a largely B2B audience, then maybe you're better off on LinkedIn. Maybe Instagram's not even the place for you. So getting really clear on who you're talking to before you even commit to any content, mm. then working mm. out what channels are those people on. And, and mm. you touched on it as well, Chris. It's not what we want. It's what our audience mm. wants. It's what yes. the person we want to do business with, what they want and what they need. So where mm. are they? And then yeah. what? Do they want to hear from us? Do they want advice? Do they want value? Do they want thought-provoking content? You know, some of the best organic content right now is highly divisive content. So being, I guess, confident to own the controversial opinion, and that can really break through. Um, organic is harder and harder to drive leads from because, again, so much noise and and we sort of, we're targeting our existing followers who, you know, maybe liked us from five years ago when we launched, but maybe we've evolved what we do now. So they're not the most relevant audience. And then we're trying to attract new people. And we do that primarily, I mean, on Instagram through video content, because Instagram's pushing it out and try to get in front of new people, but converting them to a follow is quite hard where, you know, ads allows us to take that ideal client profile that we built and directly market to that ideal client profile. So where I see organic is really important is that it's, it's brand affirmation. So it's when my, you know, at a, at a cocktail party, I say to someone, mm. Oh, you need video. Have you heard of Ridge Films? They've got this amazing DIY setup service, you know, that could really help you create these videos yourself a lot better. And they go to your social media. Now, when they go to your social media, they don't need to be sold to. They just need affirmation that what I mm. said as the referrer checks out. So they go, yeah. they watch a couple videos. They go, yeah, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. I'll yeah. confirm that referral. That's, for me, one of the big parts I see is organic social playing right now. So... And I've always told people that's very much a part of what this game is. Mm. Um, about visibility and about being there when that yeah. moment t comes for a client that needs that extra bit of convincing or just is just a snoop, you know, is this, <laughs> you know, we, we all know that that's what's, that's what's happening. Fuck. They're not on Facebook. Oh, what the fuck are they doing? They don't have a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. You know, like, um, and part of the, the reason why we started to, you know, amplify YouTube and things like that is like, oh, shit, we don't want people going to our YouTube channel and seeing some shit video from, you know, three years ago and it's not been updated mm -hmm. regularly and all that type of stuff. But is this is this game about, like, keeping up, trying to be everywhere? And I know you said, I'll oh, focus in on one channel and that's been our – that has been our method mm. uh, with regards to LinkedIn playing a role as, you know, 90% of our energy pouring into that space. Uh, but fuck LinkedIn's boring. You know, like <laughs> I, I just kind of look at these things and I constantly go on there and if I do see any videos, it's someone telling me what to do. Yeah. You know, and it's like I, uh, you know, I, I am disrupting. I want to disrupt. I want to I want to mm. come off as um, creating friction and bent ball, ballsy statements mm. and, and mm. trying to ev evoke responses is – is that the way? Is that the way for me? <laughs> or should yeah, we just go, I mean, no, you know what? Just just <laughs> go with the flow, you know, which seems to be the rhythm of the year. Just take it easy, breathe, you know, release a couple of personal, really deeply personal videos in and let it breathe, yeah. let it do its thing. Don't expect the world. Yeah. 
Well, look, Chris, you just took the, you know, you just got the keys to the kingdom. You're, you're, you've got, you know, you're in the driver's seat. No one can tell you no anymore. So you're in like the prime position for decisive content, disruptive content, because who's going to tell you not to? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, yeah, I mean, I think get on LinkedIn and do a whole series of videos on why LinkedIn is boring. Like who yeah, wouldn't love right. that? How would that not yeah. go well? Um, you know, or yeah. or, or except do the, except some- if LinkedIn blacklist me. <laughs> I reckon LinkedIn would kind of love LinkedIn. it. I reckon they'd kind of love it if you engineered it as LinkedIn is boring and that's what this is what we can do to fix it. Like every other yeah. channel, LinkedIn is trying to stay relevant. They're trying to keep up. You know. They're going to start pushing video because everybody else is pushing video. They don't want to get left behind. I, I actually think, I, I don't think LinkedIn would be mad about it. I think they'd be excited that someone's trying to, you know, <laughs> crack onto, onto how to make LinkedIn a better place. I think, I, I think what we're getting to here as well is authenticity, right? And if you've got to show up, especially as business owners like us, where the person behind the business is also the business, you know, like people yeah. are trying to connect with the business, but our opportunity is that we're, we've got a human face. We're not a big corporate where, you know, nobody really knows who's behind it. There's no personal story, you know, like yourself, someone can't release personal um, videos because they're, you know, they're hiding behind layers and layers of management. It's very, very different to what we've got going on. And, and I think that authenticity is actually how you also crack organic social media because now you mm-hmm. can build one-to-one connections with that ideal client and they can really get to know you and know what to expect from you, know what your values are, know um, where your expertise sits and and feel like, oh, yeah, like this guy's a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I, I want to do business with him, you know, and, and I think that's the difference, again, to the traditional old style marketing that we've like pulled through over the years. My wife's very big on pillars and-, and mm-hmm, Love to- pillars you know, pillars or topics, you know, if we want mm-hmm. to bring it, break it down, you know, what is the thing that you focus on across your social media? So, for her, I think it's, you know, well-being or um, personal development and family and something else and whatever. So, you know, she's, she's been working with me a little bit to, to define what those are and obviously with this kind of new new approach with the three videos that I'm releasing in, you know, daily um, around the accident and the development out out of that, what I've learned and all that sort of stuff. That yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't easy, but it's easy now. But it wasn't mm. easy when I finished recording it. Just I, I kind of delayed the whole edit because I was like, "Fuck, who's going to want to listen?" Was yeah. the thing that I said to a couple of my clients who are in kind of um, you know development and work with CEOs and all those people with plenty yeah. of limiting beliefs about stuff and <laughs> they're like fucking you know people are going to learn from what mm. you've got to say you know and yeah. that it's not coming across egotistical if you're coming from a place that people will listen to the story they'll listen to mm-hmm. it they'll empathize with it and and funnily enough and and I'm I'm talking microdosing here in some respect you know what was my what is my goal? And it's only today. Like it's today and I've still got to release one today, the third one today. So it's very early. But what am I expecting from from all that? Um, mm. my, my goal is just to be more connected to people. It's yeah. not to want, oh, fuck, it didn't get, you know, my my kind of like the goal in my head of like 2,000 views or something like that. Is it making me more connected? And, and if so, I think that's a really great first step. You know, mm. I think that's for me is going, all right, 
And I know that it's intertwined and I, I sometimes feel like my wife's kind of peering over going, well, did you actually learn something or is this just a marketing <laughs> ploy, you know, to, to yeah. kind of you yeah. know, relaunch into it? And it's like, well, it is. It's all one and the same really. Like for me, it's – yes, it is about – giving to a platform that I've probably just been taking from for mm. a long time and to be more connected with with my clients who I find are uh, so different to the clients that mm. we had uh, even three years ago because these are people I will have a beer with, people I can rely on and call mm. and who will pick up the phone and go, G'day, Schwab, get Chris, whatever, <laughs> you know, and be just chewing the fat with stuff because they're the clients I'm building now, not the ones that yeah. I go, all right, you've done your video, fuck off, thanks, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of the nature of professional video to a certain yeah. degree unless you really yeah. have a some kind of a deep, deep-seated relationship um, with them. But I think I'm really trying to tap into the fear and to the to – the, vulnerability of my clients and prospective clients out there to go, well, if I can do this and and Mm. overcome this fear of like who's going to care kind of mentality and get something from it, then hopefully I can demonstrate others um, how to do the same. Now that was a big long winded rambling. It it does it does get to a punchline here and I think it's back to you is like from your perspective what do you have a do you see any benefit or do you see any results or impact from those that are like pouring their heart onto it rather than just sending out the how to video and this is what you're mm. going to do in business now <laughs> in social media now like did uh, you know are you advising on people to go look just fucking tell us your story and let yeah. the connections come first before you try and slap them across the face with a sale you know yeah. which is kind of our like our pattern has been Oh, sell, 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 sell. Oh, why the fuck isn't someone buying? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it's been information, but ultimately it's information at a price. You know, it's like the yeah. Gary V, you know, you know, what is it? Jab, 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 right hook. Ours has been more like jab, right hook, jab, right hook. <laughs> um, I think like, yeah, everything, what's your thoughts like- on that? Social media, to me, I've always seen as, like, it replaced magazines. So Hmm. the difference is we get the opportunity to personally create what we're putting in our magazine. So when I go, you know, I'm at the end of the day, I've got some time to burn and I open up Instagram, I'm going to, you know, thumb it for half an hour. That's like my magazine. So I've invited you in. I've invited you to be part of that, to be part of the content that I um, enjoy if all of a sudden you're suffocating me with sell, 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 I'm probably going to boot you out of my magazine because that's not what I'm there for. Again, the consumer goes to social media for, you know, relief. We go for escapism. We go for voyeurism. I mean, as business owners, sure, we also go to try, get educated, to learn, to, you know, to find out what else we should be doing, um, those sorts of things as well. So I don't, I, I don't think any social media succeeds when it's all sales driven. And on the flip, I don't think it succeeds if it's just so airy fairy, um, mm. you know, aesthetic or again, yeah, here's me at a champagne lunch. Here's me walking my yeah. dog on the beach. It's like, what are you selling? What are you here for? So it's striking that balance. And I think you've touched on it really well in including or sort of going down the path of vulnerability of actually sharing, of actually 
actually letting people inside your story and your experience. I think it goes a long way to humanizing, humanizing your brand, humanizing your offer and allowing people to connect. And at the end of the day, especially, and I know we get sick of this phrase, but in a post-COVID world, I think people are looking for genuine connection. We don't want to do business with people we don't like. We, you know, we want to do business with people that we feel like it will be enjoyable to work with them Mm. and that we believe in what they say they're going to do is what they're going to do. And, again, I think that's what social media in a very personal branding way is that's what it can deliver. It can deliver that connection and that trust and credibility as well. My wife started putting things on there about connected to her personal journey Again, probably a direct result of the of my accident and all the trauma and whatnot she she faced. Mm. But she talked about her earliest memories of um, wanting a peaches and cream Barbie, and how <laughs> she was never able to play with it when she was a kid, and because it was her next door neighbours. And so she was on a quest to find peaches and cream, and she put it out on social media, and. I believe it's a fairly exclusive Barbie, Barbie and, you know, kind of a, a significant pr- price to, to find and all that, but she found it. <laughs> and it, and she found it at, at a very affordable price from a woman <laughs> in the States who identified with the story that Aww. she told about peaches and cream and how she was denied access to it and she, she always wanted a peaches and cream. And now she's in her 40s. All she want, wanted was peaches and cream. She wanted to revisit her youth. Isn't that a beautiful story, right? Isn't oh, that just gorgeous. so fucking yes. endearing? It's yes. so beautiful. It almost Now that I tell it, and I've never told it before, but it almost makes me tear up. Um, <laughs> this woman, when when she was, you know, selling, just it was like, where are you? And she's like, I'm in Australia. And she's like, okay, it's probably going to be like $90 or something for, for postage. And I've gone, I've gone to the post office and, and it's come up with this. And she's like, okay, well, I'm prepared to spend, you know, whatever it takes. I want peaches and cream, right? You know, she comes <laughs> I must back to have it. <laughs> yeah, I must have it. She comes back and she goes, I actually, I've found another way to get, to make the postage far more uh, economical. It's only $35. And she... Uh, Susan was just st- unbelievably stoked with it. She got it uh, a week or two later, and inside the box, uh, inside the packaging, was a handwritten note saying that I loved your story. I hope this Barbie gives you as much joy that you've always wanted in your life, and this, that, and the other. And she she says, "P.S. I would really love a pen pal." Um, and something else and something else. And so <laughs> the pen pals, See the, what the writing social each media other, handwritten, do? I know, Stop. handwritten letters back and forth to each other. And I, I know when it comes, I'm like, Susan, your, your friends, um, <laughs> yeah, your girlfriend's um, you know, sent your letter because I – Oh. Yeah, because I see that it's it's a very it's a very distinct envelope. Obviously, you don't get envelopes like this anymore. No. It's either it's spam or it's a fucking <laughs> thing from the tax overdue, office. You know? Overdue notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> That's right. So I see it every time. It's this beautiful card. Aww. It says, you know, somewhere in the in the states and all that, and it's all handwritten. And I think, oh my god, that yeah. is such a amazing goal to if you, for someone that's looking for connections yeah. to be inspired by. I was just so fucking blown away at that. I cannot believe that it's actually happening for her, and I'm so proud of her to be able to put that out and yeah. to have that come back to her in it in this way. So, what I, I just thought I'd share that because um, I guess it's quite easy for any individual or business to go, "What the fuck, social all about?" Yeah. Like, and yeah. I was reminded by my business coach to always say, "It's social, so be social," right? Um, mm. And I'm constantly trying to remind myself that this is not about what I can take from social. I mean, yeah. it's a fucking free platform. <laughs> you know, it's costing me virtually nothing to publish and post yeah. content and do stuff. Um, if you want to be connect- connected to people, be there. Be, yeah. you know, be, be you and be there, you know, and I think that that's my little segue. <laughs> no, I, I like, um, again, I, I think it goes back to what you said at the start as well is, you know, do we get people that come into us and say, I want to be on social media and I want to, you know, increase my sales by 7,000%. <laughs> I think it's all about <laughs> going with the intention exactly of that, to build more connection and alignment with your ideal client and it, you know, it sounds airy-fairy, but I think the rest will follow. The rest will follow. The more genuine you turn up, the more people get to know and experience you, the rest will follow. Mm. Do we have to let it go a little bit? Like is there a lot of pressure for businesses and individuals to to meet their quota of five mm. posts a bloody week <laughs> and this, that and the other? Like is it – I guess what? where do you draw the line with, with people kind of going, fuck, you know, like I'm, I'm publishing, it's taking a lot to do that, mm. you know, a lot of time to write and, and come up with content and then a lot of time to meet the demands of the mm. comments and the stuff that's coming back yeah. and trying to converse with people and trying to, you know, build audiences and all that sort of stuff. How do you respond, I guess, to, to that for, for individuals looking to play in the space? Yeah, I think you abs- like you absolutely have to do it the way it suits you, you know. Yeah. And and if you go from five posts to three posts, probably not going to mm. kill you. If you're trying mm. to, you know, if you're trying to sell, if, if if your objectives are I need to sell and I need to convert, then you've got to lean into the game. If you mm. are going in to build connection, build awareness, affirm referrals, and those sorts of things, then I think you can test out different frequencies. And at the end mm. of the day content for content's sake really is is never going to benefit anybody so it has to feel mm. authentic it has to feel mm. meaningful um mm. and and you know to your point even around you know the content that your wife's putting out you don't want to spend 2 hours creating one post because one post is never going to be the be all and end all it's one little piece in a you know in a story and funnily enough there's so much um talk around of how you can even just repeat posts you know take a post mm. you've posted before tweak the content slightly put a different picture don't put a different mm. picture it doesn't really matter and it will get new yeah. legs anyway just because of it might be seen by different people this time you know you've got to it's it's cliche but you do have to work smarter not harder and you know content pillars like you've been advised by a very smart person um content pillars are everything because they give you a go-to when you're stuck they give you a repeatable format you know if you've got 
five content pillars and you just roll through them. You just have to find one of those a week and you've got five posts a week. So, um, I think, yeah, you have to make, you know, I, I'm, I've never been a big believer in putting pressure on and, and, you know, none of it is make or break. As long as you've got a whole strategy of how you're marketing and social media isn't the be all and end all. I mean, we, we talk a lot about social media as rented space. Don't build your house on it. You know, it, it, it's fine to, to use, but it can't be your only thing. If, you know, you have to have a website to, you know, the conversations I've had with you, look at how you can use video as well, both on a mm. website, but both in your sales process. Like don't build your whole house on, on rented yeah. land because oh, we just don't know that. what's going to happen. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm just, about to ra- I'm just getting quotes to wrap my new Tesla. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't have. Um, I don't have it yet. But I'm just looking. I'm just looking at it because it's like, well, I can just drive around my advertising to everybody and anybody, uh, ripping up and down the streets. Um, six point six seconds, you know, not to 100, and see if they can still read the writing on the side of the car. But yeah, no, really that, that is so. That, yeah, that is so nice to hear though. And, and I think I maybe have answered part of that when I was asking the question, feeling like, yeah, that pressure. And I, and I think my wife feels this pressure a little bit, but has to at some point let it go and let it breathe and let it mm. do its thing. Um, and to a certain degree, go with the flow because it is analytical. It is like, oh, the social media person told me to do like one post yeah. a day for fucking, you know, 30 days and say, um, the diversity of <clears throat> the way you're um, marketing, yeah, I, I still a firm believer in the way that um, people uh, consume you is mm. all over the place. You know, it's, yeah. th- there's going to be someone that will still want to sit down over a coffee and tell you about their entire bloody life <laughs> for two hours and then go, great, I'm ready to buy at the end. Mm. You know, this kind of love language, meeting the needs of the love language of the of the of those pillars, like how do they like to consume? Are they always sitting on fucking social media or would from time to time they like a little pen pal? <laughs> you know, like how exciting <laughs> is that? Oh, you know, old so school. Exciting. Oh, it's so, it's so wonderful. So wholesome. Um, <laughs> it is wholesome. That's right. And uh, it's only my wife that would be able to commit to doing something <laughs> like that. that. Uh, my my hand is in, in, incapable of writing anything clearly <laughs> these days because I do so much texting mm. and typing and whatnot um what um what's the final word here you know uh, given the nature of this podcast it's been pretty loose and um i'm sure there's a lot of things that people can take away from a social media perspective but what what would you recommend for someone that is just transitioning <laughs> right now <laughs> like me is is in a is in a holding pattern to a certain degree but but looking to you know launch into a new way of connecting with the market um what advice would you give to someone that's yeah kind of kind of yeah. gotten a bit 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 sort of um barren with the results a bit um tired of of the monotony publishing Mm. the same type of content over and over and over again and all just the effort to keep up with the joneses with regards to like their involvement being there to respond being there to like fucking every Mm. you know waking bloody hour checking their fucking social media several times a day you know that's doom scrolling all that stuff am i getting it right 
<laughs> I think um, be really clear on your objectives because your objectives will bring you comfort. You know, if your objectives Good. aren't fill my DMs with leads, then you're going to have a different approach. I think really Good. be really clear Beautiful. on your objectives and why they're right for you. Be really um, have strong intent about who you're creating for. And then really pay attention to what resonates and what doesn't. And don't don't right. worry so much about the volume. Look at what yeah, resonates good. and look yeah. at what you enjoy and just produce more of that. Quantity or over quantity or quality? Quality. If you quality every time. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love <laughs> it. Look, thank you so much, Marianne, oh, for my pleasure. this session. It was really sweet. I'm actually I'm I think connecting more with women. Um, funnily <laughs> enough, there seems to be a lot of really great podcasts I'm um, having with women and just understanding women so much more since the accident and what my wife's mm. doing with regards to um, calling out the bullshit of, yeah. of uh, the way that women are treated in, in business and, and um, mm. You know, with the the lifestyle that they've kind of forced to have and not able to to decide for themselves, um, it's it's a really interesting thing to be uh, in amongst. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I really do appreciate all of the beautiful words and the beautiful Thank insights you. that you've given us on the show. Thanks so much. And that concludes our session for today. If you want to jump on this podcast and you think you're as sweet as Marianne, <laughs> I don't know if anyone could be as sweet as Marianne, why don't you send me a note and let me know, subscribe and like and share and all that sort of shit, <laughs> do all that stuff. Um, I would love to get your feedback on, on the podcast, but yeah, if you'd like to jump on, hey, I'm all for it. I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs>